Welcome back to my third episode of Wealthology. This one's called, Is Market Timing a Smart Investment Strategy? And I get a lot of investors asking about this, constantly thinking they know when to buy and they know when to sell, and what's gonna happen to the markets when the new president comes in. Uh, so I wanted to spend a few minutes on this topic. Uh, you know, you may have heard that timing is everything, and uh, in many walks of life that may be true, but not necessarily when it comes to investing. To understand why it's so, let's look at three common mistakes that investors make. Number one, selling investments and moving to cash when stocks are predicted to drop. If you follow the financial news on cable TV or the internet, you eventually bound to discover some experts who are predicting imminent huge drops in the stock market. And on rare occasions, they may be right, but often they're not. And if you were to sell some of your stocks or stock-based investments based on the predictions and move the money to cash or a cash equivalent, you could miss out on possible future growth opportunities if the predictor was wrong, which again, often happens. The expression that a broken clock is right twice a day holds true here. And uh, the investments you still could have played a valuable part in your portfolio balance. Selling underperforming assets in favor of strong performers is point two. As an investor, it can be tempting to unload an investment for one of those, quote, hot ones that you read about that have may, may have topped another list uh, or, or, or some other form of uh, information you're getting. Yet there's no guarantees that these investments will stay on top the year after or even perform particularly well at all. Conversely, your own underperformers of today could be next year's leaders. Third point. Waiting for today's risk or uncertainty to disappear before investing. This is a big one. The market is always looking forward. Investing always involves risk and uncertainty. Instead of waiting for the perfect time to invest, you're better off building a portfolio based on your goals, risk tolerances, and time horizon. All these mistakes are examples of a risky investment strategy, trying to time the market. If you try to be a market timer, not only will you end up questioning your buy-sell decisions, but you might also lose sight of what you bought certain investments in the first place. Specifically, you might own stocks or mutual funds because they are appropriate for por your portfolio and, and for your risk tolerance, and they can help you make progress towards your long-term financial goals. Uh, these attributes don't automatically disappear when the value of these stocks or funds have dropped, so you can end up selling investments that could still be doing you some good many years into the future. While trying to time the market, it is very difficult uh, it's a very difficult investment strategy, even for professionals. It doesn't mean that uh, you can never take advantage of falling prices. In fact, you should use periodic dips in the market to buy quality assets at more attractive prices. It's a down market strategy is what I refer to it with my clients. Suppose, for example, that you invested the same amount of money every month into the same investments. One month, your money could buy more shares when the price of the investment is down, meaning you're automatically a savvy enough investor to take advantage of price drops when the money will <clears throat> while their money will buy fewer shares when the price of the investments are up your overall investment holdings will benefit from the increase in price buying low and selling high sounds like a thrilling way to invest but in the long run you're better off following a consistent investment strategy and taking a long long-term approach to uh, per, you know a per, long long-term approach uh, perspective you know it's it's uh, it's time in the market rather than timing the market that helps you keep your portfolio returns moving in the right direction over time again this is adam robertson with edward jones in munster indiana and i hope you got some value out of today's 
uh, short call. And uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you in the next one. This is Adam Robertson, your local Edward Jones financial advisor, and welcome to episode two of my beginner podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about some ideas for thanking your family as we get closer here to Thanksgiving, uh, and that it is almost Thanksgiving. Uh, And although 2020 may have been a difficult year for you, as it has been for many people, you could probably still find things for which you can be thankful, such as your family. How can you share appreciation for your loved ones? Here's a few suggestions that I wanted to know. Number one, invest in your children's future. If you have young children or even grandchildren, uh, one of the greatest gifts you can give them is the gift of education. You may even want to consider contributing to higher education funding vehicle. So number two, be generous. You have older children just starting out in life. If so, well, they could use a financial gift maybe to help pay off student loans or even buy a car or make a down payment on a home. You can give up to $15,000 per year per recipient without incurring gift taxes. Of course, you don't have to give cash. You might want to consider presenting your children with shares of stock in some of their favorite companies. Uh, Number three, review your insurance coverage. If you weren't around, it would leave some gaping holes, financial and otherwise, in the lives of your family members. So that's why it's essential to maintain adequate life insurance. Your employer might offer a group plan, but it may not be sufficient to meet your needs. There's no magic formula in determining the right amount of coverage. So you'll have to consider a variety of factors, your age, your spouse's income, the number of children, and so on. Also, you may want to consider disability insurance. What if you weren't able to work for a while? It could cause real problems in your family's finances. Uh, Fourth thing I'd like to talk about is preserve your financial independence. When your children are young, you take care of them. They certainly don't want them to have to do so for you in the future. So it's essential to maintain your financial independence throughout your life. You can do this in at least a couple of ways. First, consider investing regularly in your 401k and your IRA and other retirement accounts. The greater your resources during your retirement years, the less you may ever need to count on family. And second, you may want to protect yourself from the devastating costs of long-term care, such as extended nursing home stay. A financial professional can suggest a strategy to help you cope with these expenses. And finally, create an estate plan. You know, to leave a legacy to your family, you don't have to be wealthy, but you do need a comprehensive estate plan. You need to think through a lot of questions, such as, have I named beneficiaries for all my assets? How much do I want to leave to each person? Do I need to go beyond a simple will to establish arrangements such as a living trust? Uh, for help in answering these issues, you want to talk and work with an attorney. Uh, and you know, By making these moves, you can show your loved ones in a tangible way how much you value them. And that can help keep the spirit of Thanksgiving alive all year long. This is your Edward Jones, local financial advisor. And you can reach me at 219-836-2538 for any further questions.